in today's show. It's time for playoff predictions. Yes, I know. The final playing game isn't done, but we're going to get a little bit of time here to sit and think about these matchups, for you to sit and think about my thoughts or listen to my thoughts. We'll go through it, and I'll eventually name an NBA Finals winner and a Finals MVP at the end of this show. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit Fangio.com slash Locked On to learn more. Actually, it's actually visit Fangio.com slash Locked On today to get started. Sorry, ad-libbed it. Um, thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Also, shout out to everyone who listens to this show every day. Shout out to you, the everydayers. You're the guys getting the advantage. By listening to this show every day, you get things that not everyone sees or not everyone hears. And I really appreciate all you guys who stick with and watch and listen every show that we do. Playoff predictions. I was trying to find the best time to do this, and I think it's now. We've got no games on today. I'm recording this. Thursday US time, Friday my time. We've got the playing game, the final one tomorrow. So I'm going to talk about my picks for that. And then we'll just bleed that into the rest of the playoff predictions. Um, so, hey, you know what? Why don't we just get it on? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. Eastern Conference play-in. Chicago Bulls go down to Miami. And yesterday when that Bulls-Raptors game was on, I said before it started, I think whoever wins this game um, probably is going to beat the Heat. I thought it was going to be the Raptors when they were up like 18 or whatever. Then they obviously choked that one away. I'm just not that impressed with what Miami is doing. And while I don't feel particularly comfortable with saying that Chicago is going to go in and beat Miami, if my thought was before that game, whoever wins this Bulls-Raptors game is going to beat the Heat, well, I'll stick with it, right? The Bulls fought back. They played well. The Heat just are missing too many things. They're just the shooting's not right. Bam doesn't look himself. Yes, they had a game where Kyle Lowry scored 33 points last game, and they still didn't beat the Hawks. And wasn't even remotely close. So, I don't know. They've stunk for a couple of months here. The Heat, they've just sort of very up and down. Yes, they've got the home court advantage, but I'm not sure that that's going to matter a huge amount here. So, I am picking the Chicago Bulls to be the first 10 seed to make it through the plane and into the playoffs. And I'm not a big fan of the Bulls, as people well aware. I'm not sure how good this team actually is, but since Pat Beverly has arrived, they've actually been good. And Pat Beverly, is he going to put up big numbers? Probably not. But he just seems to get things organized. And a healthy Caruso, or however healthy he's going to get, is helping them a lot as well. So I'm going to take Chicago Bulls over the Miami Heat tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't think I'd do it, but I did it. And then, I, to me, like picking these series and picking these games, the playing one, this final playing game, it's probably the hardest ones that I've picked. I look at them and go, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. So let's go to the West. I also don't know, but I'm going to double up. Let's go 10 seed again. I'm taking the Oklahoma City Thunder over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jaden McDaniels out is a huge thing. Anthony Edwards, since he had that ankle sprain where I thought he came back too early, and this is something that I have maintained for years. When people suffer severe ankle sprains, 
severe ankle sprains, which he did. And then they come back and they come back a little bit early. That stuff lingers. We've seen multiple examples of players suffering injuries like that, coming back too early. That's just an ankle sprain. And then they just struggle for the next two, three months. And it requires them to have three months off to get back to normal. And I think maybe some of that is happening with Edwards here. Gobert, he's back from suspension, but he's allegedly got a sore back. There's no Jaden McDaniels. What the hell happens to Carl Anthony Towns when he goes missing in fourth quarters? And the Thunder, they're just playing with energy. They're playing with, I don't know, they're just exciting. And is this me willing them to make the playoffs? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. But I'm not particularly confident in the Wolves with a too big Gobert Towns front court going up against a Thunder team who plays half a center a game. Like Pig Williams played 30 minutes last game, but that's it. Everyone else is like these weird hybrid Aaron Wigginses and Dario Sharich's and Jeremiah Robinson Earls. That's what they play. Is that good for Gobert? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. And pair that with no Jaden McDaniels. Pair that with a subpar at the moment, Anthony Edwards. Pair that with whatever the hell goes on with Towns. Pair that with the Anderson-Gobert situation. Pair that with no Wizard of Nas, Nas Reed. I am going to take the Thunder. So I, I, I didn't want to head into this going, hey, I'm going to pick both 10 seeds because it does, it does seem unlikely. But I am. There we go. What do you guys think? We'll get into the, the round one in a sec. What are you looking at for these two playing games? Thunder or Wolves? What are you thinking for um, Bulls Heat? If you are on YouTube, drop that in the comments below. Let's go to round one. Let's go to the East. Milwaukee Bucks over the Bulls. Now, while I think... And I said that whoever wins out of Bulls Raptors will beat the Heat. I don't think they've got any chance, no matter who it is, against the Bucks. So I think the Bucks are going to uh, four nil them. I think it's going to be a sweep for Milwaukee over the Bulls, and I don't really want to hear any arguments against that. I'll hear them. I'll dismiss them. I the only thing I'll say there is, what if Chris Middleton's knee issue, where he had to leave that game towards the end of the season, then didn't play the rest of the regular season? They're saying that's oh, precautionary. What if it's not? What if it is actually a re-flare-up and it wasn't just 100% precautionary? So everything I'm saying here all through this show regarding the Bucks is going to be based on, yeah, I think Middleton's okay. But if he's not, they'll still beat the Bulls. But if he doesn't play, then they will struggle to get past the round after this. But I am assuming that he is ready to go. And of course, I can't say, well, you know what? I'm going to pick this. And then in two weeks' time, Giannis is actually going to get hurt. So I'll pick the Bucks to lose. Like, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. But there is some concern there for me with Middleton. So I think I think they're going to sweep the Bulls. I feel I don't feel good about it, but I feel like that's going to happen. I also think the Celtics are going to sweep the Hawks. Now, the Hawks played really well against um, the Heat in that game a couple of days ago, days ago. But the Celtics, theoretically, should be fine. Rob Williams played 30 minutes a couple of times before the end of the regular season. Horford, White, Brown. We assume Brown's going to be fine with that weird cut on his hand. Tatum, Brogdon, Smart. They've all had time to rest up. They're a fully healthy team. I think they smashed the Hawks, honestly. Um, the Hawks are playing better under um, Quinn Snyder. You're getting a little bit of boost from Jalen Johnson. Trey Young's playing a little bit better. Uh, Johnny Collins is playing better. Um, you've got a little bit of depth there with Sadiq Bay, Bogdanovich. Maybe they could, maybe they sneak a game here, the Hawks. I don't rule that out. It's way more likely the Heat sneak a game off the Celtics than the Bulls do against the Bucks. But I do think that I am going to pick Celtics going to sweep them. 4-0. It might be gentlemen sweep. They might go 4-1. I'll take a 4-0 hill for Boston over Atlanta. I also think the next one, which is Philadelphia and Brooklyn, I think that's going to be fairly lopsided as well. I think the Sixers are going to have 4-1. Uh, they're going to win that in five against the Nets. The Nets have been a solid enough team. But again, since they traded Kevin Durant, they're below 500. 
So they're in the sixth seed because of a lot, shout out to Kyle Kuzma, because a lot of what happened with Durant and Irving prior to the trade. So they were able to sort of hover in that area. They were okay, but they're a sub 500 team. So they're really like a play-in team who's in the sixth seed here. I think that's probably a more realistic expectation. Um, we'll see you know, how do you rely upon a Bridges Dinwiddie one-two punch against Harden and Embiid and Maxi and Harris and Melton and whatever else you got out there, right? So I think the Sixers. That's a pretty it should be a pretty straightforward matchup for them. Four-one um, is what I'm going with. I could see easily that being four-nil and the Celtics one being four-one. I think this is a fairly straightforward matchup for Philadelphia here over Brooklyn. The next one's a tougher one. The 4-5, Cleveland versus the Knicks. We know that in past years, Tom Thibodeau's um, playoff teams have been embarrassed quite often. They He is stubborn. His offense and the poor half-court execution does sit down or does slow down quite a bit. This season, they've played at a bit of a faster pace at times. And the part of the... Okay, I am going with Cleveland 4-2 here. If you aren't on YouTube and you can't see the, the thing, I think Cleveland's going to 4-2 them. They're going to win in six. I, because I do have some doubts about either Julius Randle's availability or if he does play, is he how healthy is he going to be? How effective is he going to be? They've still got some other strong players, but when Randle's out, it means you rely more upon RJ Barrett, and that's never a good thing. Yes, Quickly's really good. Grimes has been playing well. Josh Hart's really solid. Brunson's awesome. But without Randle, it means you have to rely more upon Barrett and Toppin, and I don't think that's going to work against, honestly, a guy that maybe is going to win Defensive Player of the Year, Evan Mobley. I don't know or Don Mitchell, or Garland. I think that this is a Cavs win, 4-2 series score. Today's episode and our most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The player of the week to me has got to be old mate, Josh Giddy. 31 points in a playoff game, play-in game, postseason game. That's the way to, to describe it. Almost a triple-double. Leads his team, along with Shea Gildas-Alexander, both these guys scoring over 30 hitting key free throws, hitting key three-pointers to get the Thunder one step closer to making the playoffs. He did it with intelligence. He did it with elegance. He did it with power. He did it with size. He did it with strength. Exactly the way that the 2023 all-new Nissan Aria does it. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. So the West now, and hmm, yeah. So I had the Thunder uh, advancing into the um, whatever round this is, round one. Yeah, from the plan. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And I don't think they're going to knock off the Denver Nuggets, but I think they can steal a game or two. So I've actually got the Nuggets beating the Thunder in six. I don't know. Maybe the six is a little bit, a little bit um, fanciful. And maybe I'm being swayed a little bit by some of the Nuggets' struggle down the end of the season. But that's what we're going to find out. Were the Nuggets' struggles down the end of the season because they took their foot off the accelerator and said, look, we're the number one seed. We've been clear number one seed for such a long time here that where's our motivation? Is that part of it? Or did they just run into trouble? Did they just, things started to not work as it wanted to? I, I lean probably a little bit more towards foot off the gas, but I'm not ruling out that, hey, shit just sort of unraveled. I'm not ruling that out. So I think the Thunder will win at least one game at home. They might get two at home. I could see it going 2-2 and then the Nuggets winning game five and six and taking control of the series that way. I, I do really worry about what the hell um, the Thunder are going to do to stop Nikola Jokic. I, I don't know how they do that. 
I also don't know how the Nuggets stopped Shea Gildas Alexander, to be honest. Bruce Brown would probably, and KCP will be their guys, but yeah, it's really hard to stop Shea. And going small and five out, which the Thunder do a lot, is that going to be an issue for Jokic defensively? That's something we need to watch. So I think the Thunder can steal two there. Um, and the next one I'm going for the Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers. I am taking the Grizzlies in six over the Lakers. It's very possible that the Lakers win this. It's really possible, especially with the absence of Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. Like how, how are you stopping Anthony Davis, especially if we get a Jaron Jackson foul trouble series? That, that's a real problem. Obviously, LeBron and his driving and Davis and his post play and just general play could put Jackson in a real lot. A lot rests on Jaron Jackson here. Jaron's good enough to put the clamps on Anthony Davis for sure if he's on the court long enough. And there's just no backup. Aldama's not going to do it. Xavier Tillman's not bad. Not a bad defender. Um, obviously, Dylan Brooks is going to get his shot at guys like LeBron. There's a big size difference there. I'd feel better about this Grizzlies team if they had like a Kyle Anderson they could bring in off the bench because we know what his defensive impact can be. I still think, though, the Lakers, yes, they beat the Wolves just. They were down, and it required like an epic offensive slowdown from the Wolves without Gobert and McDaniels to get the win. So while a lot of people think, well, can the Lakers provide a challenge? Maybe. They've still got two really good players. But they still fell over the line in a home game against the Wolves, brain fired Anthony Davis last second foul against a team that was missing two starters and an underdone Anthony Edwards and Carl Towns in his fifth game back or whatever. So while it's great and they do pose problems because we look at LeBron and Davis, but I think the Grizzlies are going to get there. I've got them 4-2 here uh, over the Lakers. Now this one, I don't want it to be the case. I don't want the Warriors to beat the Kings, but I do. Th- if I'm going to put my analytic hat on, I, I, I do think the Warriors are going to beat the Kings. Um, the Warriors, Andrew Wiggins is back. They're full strength. They turned on some big performances down the stretch. I think they're going to. I think it's going to go seven. I think it's going to be a great series, and it's absolutely that game one in Sacramento is going to be amazing. I worry a lot about the Kings' defense. I worry a lot about Sabonis' defense, in particular in a playoff setting. Um, I worry about a lot of that. And I worry that the Kings were one of the more healthy teams all season. And now the Warriors are getting healthy. If the Kings cop any sort of injury, how do they cope with that? I am I am concerned about that. It's obviously great that the Kings are here. And this could go either way. It's, I picked it in seven. Like it's a, it's a toss-up game. But I just think the Warriors are going... The edge in experience is there. And I, again, I convince me, Kings, that your defense is not a problem. Because I think it is. That, that, that's my concern. I think the Kings' defense... Obviously, your offense is great. Fantastic. I just think that defense is a significant problem in this sort of a setting. So I'm going to take the Warriors in seven. And then the last series is the Phoenix Suns over the LA Clippers. I'm going to take the Suns in six. Um, they haven't lost with Kevin Durant there. They haven't lost. And they are thin in terms of depth. It doesn't matter in the playoffs unless you get an injury. But you're only, you play seven guys. Play eight guys. You play your starters and then you'll be Tory Craig and probably campaign and maybe some Landale. Maybe. I don't know. They might not even play centers because we know the Clippers are going to go small a lot of this time. I don't think Paul George is going to be there. And if Paul George was there, this would be a little bit different story. I think I would definitely push it to seven, but I don't think he's going to be there at least for the start of the series. He might be. And the Clippers to just do weird things. And we know a Ty Lue staple is making the wrong decision, going down 2-0 and then making the right call. Now, what is that wrong decision? Is it playing too much Russell Westbrook? 
Is it playing too much or not playing enough Robert Covington? Is it playing Marcus Morris? I don't know. But I worry about Ty Lue's initial decision-making in playoff series. He's a great adjuster, but if you go 2-0 down against Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, not sure you've got much scope to come back from that. So I am going to choose the Suns over the Clippers in six games. In six games. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bilpa. Oh, yeah. Looking for a delicious snack? Well, you don't want all the sugar? Don't want the calories? Of course you don't. Why would you? Then you need to get the best tasting protein bar ever. It is built. And as built says, you got to try this. Built bars are healthy. They taste amazing. They taste so amazing. You think they're good for you because they are. They are good for you. High in protein, low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar. Unbelievable taste. Great macros. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. You can get them at your local Walmart. You can get them at your local Sam's Club. And you can still get the specialty flavors as well at Built.com. That's right. Go to your Walmart. They're just on the shelf. Just pick them up. Stack your car full of them. Go to Sam's Club. Get them in the bigger boxes, in the 13-bar boxes with brownie batter puff and churro puff. Oh, yeah. You can thank me later. I know you will. All of these are covered in 100% real dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. It's an addition to the copy now. It's dark chocolate. So get your Built Bars from one of those three methods, Sam's Club, Walmart, or Built.com. Load them up because Built Bar is built different. Round two of the Eastern Conference. Bucks, Cavs. I think it's going to be a cracker. And if Middleton is not healthy, I think the Cavs knock him off. But I am assuming that Middleton will play. So I've got the Bucks in six. But I I think the Cavs are... Any of these four teams that I've got getting through here, I could easily see representing the East in the finals. Bucks, Cavs, Sixers, Celtics, any of them. I, I wouldn't go, oh, wow, that's a shock. I think all of those teams are really, really strong. But I do have the Bucks winning in six over the Cavs. Home court advantage. But the Middleton factor would swing it. I've got the Sixers over the Celtics. And is that a little bit risky? Yeah. I've got them in seven. Again, seven game series can go whichever way. It's pretty toss-up stuff. The Celtics started out the season unbelievably. Ended the season sort of mid. Like, yeah. Jason Tatum in particular had some real efficiency issues down the stretch. Now, they are fully healthy. But the Celtics are one of those teams where they have such high-volume three-point shooting that they can get cold at any point. And the Sixers just have the force that is Embiid. We hope that Harden can do some good stuff in the playoffs, but they've got a lot of firepower. They've got um, some very interesting defensive pieces in, in someone like a D'Anthony Melton and P.J. Tucker. Yes, Embiid has had trouble at times against the Celtics, but that's not always going to be the case, and it's, it isn't always the case. So I am taking a little bit of an upset here and taking the Sixers over the Celtics in seven games to set up a conference finals of Bucks and Sixers. In the West, I'm going to take Phoenix over Denver in six. And if they're healthy, I I, I love Nikola Jokic. Everyone knows this. Um I like a lot of those players, Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown. I like a lot of Nuggets players. I just think that stopping Booker, Paul, Aiton, and Durant is really, really hard. And if the Suns are rolling, and I think they might be, I think you can see where this is heading. Um, I think Denver might get rolled here in six. I, that's Six seems like it's an easy victory. I, if, if you came and said, well, Denver actually won it in six because they've been the best team all year. So, you know, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I can I can see that situation. I can see Nuggets in six, Nuggets in seven, Suns in six, Suns in seven, Suns in five. I can, I can see all those outcomes happening in this hypothetical series that I think we're going to get to. But I am going to settle 
on Suns in six. And then Memphis-Golden State. We know the rivalry. We know the nonsense. I am going to take Memphis here. I know the common wisdom is going to be, well, the Warriors, look, they're whole. They won the championship last season. They're going to do it again. But if for six months you can't do anything on the road, really at all, and now you're up against a team who's been strong for a couple of seasons, and it is a rematch of last year. And again, the problem, I think the absence of Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark is not as big of an impact against the Warriors. I don't think that is a huge loss in this sort of situation against teams that I think Memphis is probably, or they're proved to be the better team over the course of the regular season. But in this sort of situation, if they were, if the late, if I had the Lakers on a similar level to where the Warriors are in terms of overall talent level and team and coaching, all that sort of stuff, then that absence of Clark and Adams would factor really a, a lot more. And I would probably pick that level of team over Memphis losing those players. But I don't think the absence of those guys against the Warriors is as is as hurtful. It still hurts. But I think you can get away with it a little bit more. And again, the Warriors are all older. And there's always risks of something happening. Steph injured, Draymond, whatever. Um, there's always something that can happen with this team. And their struggles, they can't be ignored. And you might say, hey, did you ignore them against the Kings? I didn't really because I picked the Warriors in seven in that one. And I think that if I was ignoring their thing, I would have gone Warriors in six or Warriors in five. Because I just think that, that you know, the defense is a problem here. In the back, that's serious. But it was tough for me to get here, but I am going with Memphis over Golden State. Seven games, ripping series. Really looking forward to it if that does happen. And we'll see. Let's go to the Eastern Conference Finals. (sighs) Milwaukee over Philadelphia. I am taking the Bucks in seven. Do I feel good about it? Do I feel good about any of these picks? Not really. It's It's always very risky. Like I don't feel particularly confident in any of these. Could Philadelphia beat Milwaukee? Yes, very easily. And would I love it so I don't have to hear about Embiid not making it through or James Harden being a playoff choke? I hate hearing those narratives all the time. They just, they frustrate me so much. So a lot of the time I'll be like, hey, I want Philadelphia to win because I don't want to hear that. I want Denver to make it to the finals because I don't want to hear, well, Jokic has never won anything, so therefore he's never good. Like, I don't want to hear that sort of mouth breather type talk. I I just, I just don't want to have that, that discussion with anybody. But I still think that the Bucs are going to beat Philadelphia here. Um, again, I hope for a great series. How does Milwaukee... Sh- or how does Philadelphia shut down Giannis? Yeah. PJ Tucker, maybe. He's a pretty good Giannis defender. But, yeah. How does well, how does Milwaukee stop Embiid? Well, Brooke Lopez, I guess. And Giannis. They've got a couple of options there. I just think that defensive versatility, Giannis drew Brooke is a key strength here. Again, if Middleton is not available, then I don't think I'd pick the Bucks to even get this far. And I could see the Sixers advancing all the way. But I don't know that. And I just, I am going to lean on the fact that I think the Middleton absence was precautionary because he was starting to look pretty good. And I think that he will be fine for this. But if he's not, then everything changes. And then out in the West, I think it's Phoenix again. I'm going to take them over the Grizzlies in six. I just think it's so hard to stop. There is injury risks, of course. But how do you stop that? How do you stop Kevin Durant? And Devin Booker. And then Chris Paul. And then you've got role players, Kogi and Craig, who do defensive things and don't need to touch it offensively. 
that can be a problem, of course, because you can just double off those guys, and if they're not hitting shots, then it gets risky. But it's not like you, you don't have to go out there Andre Robertson style and play Josh Okoge 35 minutes. Like, that's part of the problem with some of those defense-only guys is sometimes you have to play them so many minutes, and then on offense, there's always somewhere to attack. But you can just mix and match guys. You can throw Tory Craig or Josh Okoge, Ish Wainwright. There are different guys they can throw out there for different looks and still surrounded by those four main players. So I'm going to take the Suns over the Grizzlies in six. That brings us to the NBA Finals. Phoenix, Milwaukee, rematch from two years ago. Last time, the Bucks got over the line. This time, I think the Suns are going to get over the line. In seven. And my Finals MVP pick is going to be Kevin Durant. We've seen this matchup a couple of years ago. But what you do is you take away PJ Tucker to one off one team and you add Kevin Durant to the other one. And that's it. That's the difference. That's what swings it. Yes, there's other little bits and pieces and there's an OJ crowd or whatever. Who cares, right? The difference here is we are adding Kevin Durant to one team. And that, I think, is the swing factor. So I'll take the Suns in seven. If I had to go through it and look at who I think is you know, legitimate title contenders, I'd say the top four. In the East, Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, Cleveland. If any of those made it to the finals or won it, not a shock. In the West, if Denver made it, Memphis made it, Golden State made it, the Suns made it, or the Clippers made it, I wouldn't be shocked. If the Kings made it, despite being as good as they've been, I would be a little surprised given some of the defensive stuff. I think I'd be some. I'd be happy. I'd be very happy if they made it. I love chaos. I love underdogs. I love it. I'd want them to make it. I would be surprised if the Kings made the finals. But the I'd also be surprised if the Lakers made it or the Thunder made it or you know whoever like if all the Bulls made it or the um who's the sixth seed over there that I can't even remember the Nets I'd be very very shocked if that happened. But if Suns, Clippers, Warriors, Grizzlies, Nuggets made the NBA finals, not not a surprise to me at all, I don't think. So, what's your pick? Who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals? Over who? Who's your Finals MVP? What's your series score? Sit down and work it out like I did. Go through each matchup and see where you get to. Much like setting up a bracket for March Madness. Guys, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, see ya. <laughs>